I say, what's up? <laughs> hey, hey, remember Martin? What did what he say? I say, good morning to you. I say, good morning to you. <laughs> Yo, I got a lot of people mad at me this morning for what I said. I stand by what I said. I don't know what to tell you. So, yes, I'm eating a salted caramel cookie from Arby's. And I'm just waiting on Eight Wind Eagle. Y'all call him Eight Wind Eagle. I call him Time Lord because that's what I'm going to call him. <laughs> Yo, so uh, Jesse Hayes, Akiba, Anlin, Demetrius, Stephen, Raya. I hope I said it right. Latrell, Flossie, Flossie's always in the house. Donald, uh, funny thing about that that last stream, I definitely was in alley. Oh, you were in alley. I'm sorry. It's no diss. It's just the way the houses were set up. So that's what we just call people that you know alley oops, because their houses were literally in the back of other houses, and you know, next to people's trash cans and stuff. I'm just saying, it's, it's, it's it is what it is. No, no, no diss. They were cool kids. We hung out with them. We played with them. So it's not like it was like not the haves and the have nots. Like we can't hang out with you guys because you guys, your house is in the alley. No, we we all played, got together and played. So you know what I mean? It wasn't like it wasn't like that. Yo, premium. Oh, that's what's up, CDO. Nice. Nice. You gonna do the the, the long distance, the long haul trucking or like in town trucking? Lamont, what's happening, brother? Arthur, hey, big B, what's happening? These are they. What's happening? Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't trying to diss. I wasn't diss nobody like that. But uh, you think you're gonna do local? I'm getting my hazmat tanker endorsements. Yes, get that shit early out the way. Cause when you, cause then when you walk in through the door, you can demand extra pay. Smart. That's smart. Smart. Congrats, bro. Ed, what's happening? Um, while I'm waiting on the big dog to come through. Uh. Damn, I did have something I want to talk about briefly. Not totally forgot, just like that. See what happens when you get old and shit. Miss T, baby, hey, man. Oh, my God, it's been like forever. Forever. Y'all had cheating on me and shit. It's cool. Y'all had cheating on me with other content creators. I understand. I understand. <laughs> Miss Keitha, hey. Matter of fact, let, me, let them know that the link has been sent. Here we go. Here we go. Big dog. <laughs> there we go. What's happening, stranger? so good to see you brother man same here I, I my fault i i i bet should have been had you on like a while ago man but i fucking life and just you know but i i don't i never forget where i came from so i come from you well i mean you know it's just we're you're younger than me 
And so it, it's it's like the vibe that we do is 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 a little different because you you can touch a younger audience than I can. And so you know it's just that different vibe. So that's what okay. you be up in the vampire hours. I'd be like, damn, I can't do it. I need my sleep. I know, I know. Here, give me a second. Let me untangle this. Just give me a second. Uh, crush, I see you. What's happening, bro? Time uh, tell okay. time I've been drinking water out of the copper cups. At, um, there's advice. Okay, that's nice. Nice. I'll I'll uh, I'll write it back. Bye. All right. So it's okay. It's okay. We we're doing this today. <laughs> now, first thing first with you. Yeah, get into it. Let me have it. I got a beef. You talk. <laughs> I don't see my mic. Can you see my mic? I don't see it. Well, I'm not seeing my mic. It's not in the picture. No, it's not there it. we go. Hey, yeah. Oh shit. And you got the popper stopper. Oh, I get the fuzzy one. Now you you know where this comes from. You you, you watch Star Trek: The Trouble with Tribbles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where that comes from. <laughs> <laughs> the Trouble with Tribbles. Okay, so let's you know, like last Sunday, I called you first because I know you you listen to stuff like I do. I was like, man, you know, like what what is this? What's this going on? You know, like. Mm -hmm. And you you reached because you went to you went to the internet before I even did. I just called you. I was like, man, and you was like, man, this is going on. And so it it, it, it was, it's a ritual. I mean, again, it is tied into the Super Bowl ritual, but it, it's a ritual just no less than the young brother, the, the entertainer that got killed last year. It's almost a replay of that kind of energy in some ways. Stronger though. Because that young brother didn't have a lot of work. This is a dude that had a lot of work. You know, playing, what, 20 years is a lot of work of a basketball. Mm -hmm. And like you said, the amount of people he knew, like he wore number eight because of uh, Antony, Antony, the coach of the the coach of the Rockets. Yeah. You know, that's why he, because he played with his father in, in, in Europe. And, and did you catch where, uh, uh, was it, Loka, Loka, Dolich, Loka, the, the young guy that plays for the Mavericks. Did you catch where Kobe was sitting behind him speaking in um, Ukraine? Ukraine yeah, yeah, yeah. He was speaking it. Dude was like, who is speaking in my, my, my tongue? This cat can speak five languages. Learned mm -hmm. Italian. Learned Italian by ear. You know, so this, this, this wasn't, you know, this wasn't a weak cat. This cat did have a lot going on. It's funny how they, they loved they loved him, and he was almost in some ways just as aloof as Jabbar, you know, because that's why Jabbar didn't get the coach, because he did that aloofness with everyone. And, you know, Jabbar, remember when they they burned down his mansion? Yeah. With, they killed some people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I remember. And killed some people. So that's why he got up out of Milwaukee. You know, I, I looked at the very similar of what they did to Reggie Miller. Remember, they burned Reggie Miller's brand new mansion. Brand new house. Yeah, I remember because I used to live in Indiana when it when it went down. Yeah. Brand new in a in an exclusive neighborhood where ain't nothing but contractors or people who live there out there. So that, that shows you the, the kind of effort they put on it. Now, let me tell you what I, I came up with last year. And I watched the Timberwolves play, and they got a player named Josh Okoge. And man, that cat walked by me. Well, you know, I sit usually on either this, I sit on the floor or I sit behind the basket because the tickets, tickets behind the basket is only 65 bucks. So you're still pretty much on the floor. And I, the first time I saw that cat last year, I was like, oh, that's a clone. I mean, do you know who you know what I'm talking about? Josh Okoge. No, yeah. yeah. He's from Nigeria. Do you dig what I'm saying? He's yeah. from Nigeria. So I, I, I looked at that energy and I'm like, man, they done did something. If you look at his soul and not, not favor, not favor, you really looked at his soul. It looks like that could be part of the transfer. 
And just like with, with Kennedy, Jimmy Carter, you know, Jimmy Carter's a blue blood when it came time to giving up and make the transfer between them two. They, it was no problem. Mm-hmm. It was no problem. I mean, look at Jimmy Carter still alive. Remember Rose Kennedy? Yeah. Remember Rose Kennedy lived to be about 103. Yeah. Remember that? Good long oh, Jimmy Carter in his late 90s. Look at Billy Carter and look at, I think his mama's name, Lily Carter. They didn't live like that. So, so that's, that's one part of the Kobe riddle. And then vampirism, you know, that's one, that's people get off of vampirism because that's what it's going to. It's a certain point of mourning, but then, you know, vampirism is where everybody gets, you know, everybody takes a bite. That's vampirism. You know? So people have to get off this. Now, I'm going to give you some props. Let me tell you, I've researched this. Now, this is some shit I researched, and this showed me how bad a boy you are. I mean, really, I, I listen to everybody, and I look, look at both sides, but you did something. You have some magic that you put on the ass that, that now, I, I, I look back at Cat Williams. Cat Williams did it first. The first earliest person I heard was Cat Williams, mm-hmm. and and but I was doing a study, and I heard this chicken Australia say this stuff, and I was like, oh. That hit me because back in seven, 16 or 17, you was the first that brought the end of the day. That is something that you put in out there. And when I heard that from the chicken Australia, I was like, wow, this shit has really went around the world. Mm-hmm. But but sports wise, it's a like I got Jerry Jones and it's it's like I, I, some people it's a feel word. You know, it is kind of a feel word, but but it, it's. It's kind of a it's kind of a loop, you know. It's like you you put a loop out there, and everybody loop with it. Mm-hmm. And so now sports people, like I watch all the sports shows, and all of them that's integrated in their speaking. And so you you put something out there that that really grew grew just by your thought form and your your rhythm. And that's the thing. Like, and, and if you had not said anything, I, I mean, I just you know, I I want. I'm one of those guys. I guess I'm latent in my in my abilities. I don't really practice. I tell everybody all the time, I don't practice my shit. You know, because women be like, you know, you you, but you're lazy. And I'm like, yes, I'm lazy. I don't practice. You know, um, you know, it, it. I don't. I don't take credit for anything. I just, if it comes to me, it comes to me, and then you confirm it. Others confirm it, and then I'm like, okay, I, I'm apparently I'm right, or I'm I'm on the right path. So I, you know, um. There's no way I can learn everything. This is just too much, man. And and I, I, I can't, you know. So I, I look to guys like you to to make sure I, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But for the most part, I think I, I've been doing okay so far, you know. But um no man, this is about you. So no, no, no I just you know, that's just magic that's out there. That's just magic that I I, I uh okay. That's just magic. And okay, so let's take this next. No, let me show this. There's two books. Two books that people have to get. You have to get it. It's poor white trash. It's uh, it's four hundred years. I've heard of that white trash. Uh, okay, I think it's right here. Yeah, yeah you got to get this book. Yeah, I heard of that book. Now, like you were saying, like I always say that I, I, you know they're not English. You know, you got to look at who the people are. Mm-hmm. There's no such things as white people. They're English or European. That's really what you have to look at. You know, but what they did is created this thing. And the other book is, is, let me see if I got it. I thought I brought it in here. But it it talks about the slavery, the slavery of just Europe in general. This book hits the same thing, but it talks about just the slavery in Europe and, and just as many 
prisoners were sent to America. Well, Australia had like 160,000 prisoners. Here in America, it wasn't far from that. 80 to 90,000 prisoners, you know, people working off debt. Mm-hmm. And so these people were not thought of as, as the real people. Like I talk about the plague. You know, King James, all them nobles moved out in the country. Right. They let the plague stay in the city. In the so when you see, yeah. you know, you see movies and they out in the country, they wasn't like that. They was in the cities, you know, they was in the cities. And so that that's how that, that they start this stuff. And so, but this 400, I wish I would have grabbed the other book so I could get this reference. And must be out. I must have been reading it. I thought I had it in my bag, but. But anyway, it just talks about the slavery that was done in Europe to people. You know, how, how when they came to America, these people were still slaved. They were still slaved. That's why when you really look at uh, World War or Civil War, ah, that's better. When you look at the Civil War and what, what, what it really was and how many American Indians was on the South Side, that's not taught. You know, that's not taught at all. And so it's not the story that they tell. You know, it's the victory story, but it's not the true story and the true story of who the people are. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest thing. You know, these people aren't looked upon as as the same. They make it the same now. You know, they're saying they streamed it. That's why I put the rise of the hillbilly. You know, that stuff. You When I was in high school, nobody claimed that. Nobody listened right. to that stuff. Okay. In the 70s, it was rock. Nobody you really saw, but you saw how they built it up. Like the music awards, yes, have always been on, but it wasn't a big deal. But now that culture, you know, Duck, the, the Duck brothers, you know, with the beards, when before they did the show, they didn't handle beards, <laughs> you know. But that culture, and now they've tried to make that all one thing, and they call it white, and it's really not. You know, yeah, so. I noticed all the fishing shows now, the Cajun, the Cajun alligator hunters and, and all this. I was just like, wow, they just, they, they like they sprung out of nowhere. With yeah. this, and yeah, these guys are national icons, and, and they mainstream, and they got toys and bobbleheads and shit and <laughs> merchandise. I'm just like, uh, I mean, like ice road truckers. I was like, ice road truck. What the fuck is this shit? And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. God, where to go? Okay. Uh, uh, did you see the show on uh, where the dudes let shit bite them? You ever watch that? Where them dudes? No. Pain. It's pain. No, I didn't write the whole name, but it's something pain. And these cats go around the world and let shit bite them. And the, yeah, they let shit bite them. Like they let piranhas bite them, but they let that damn scorpion bite them. And then them mugs. One dude was like, I got permanent nerve damage. I mean, they let them bite them. It's one of the science channels. But that just shows you. That just shows you the, the, the big picture of, <laughs> of embracing this culture, of embracing this culture. <laughs> I have a particular question for you. It, it, it kind of based off this morning. Um, now, we all know pretty much every athlete celebrity is in some type of lodge, crab, whatever. They're into something for the most part. And then it, it seems with our people, um, the whole Kobe thing, I, I don't know why the Kobe thing bothered me so much more than anybody else. Because for one, I didn't see it coming. Um, uh, my sister's cool, his family out there. So, you know, I guess that kind of, there's an attachment there. I've seen the, his wife in person. She's a very pretty woman, nice woman. Um, but this whole, um, now you see all the pictures with the handshakes. You see all the pictures with the hand over the chest. 
you see them all in black now. And it's like, duh. So it was, we didn't think about it then, but now that he's not here in whatever scheme of disguise, whatever, um, now it's like, oh, he, he was them. I, that, 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 this really bothered the fuck. I just like, come on, people, get it together. I, I just want to know, what, what, are your, what are your thoughts on that? Like, what, what I did recently is, is I showed him doing a hidden hand during an All-Star game. Right. It was just showing, you know, it was showing some highlights. And I, I, I'm telling you, I never caught that with him. Never caught okay. that with him. Looked at him as, as in the cult. I never even thought about that before. But when I saw him do the hidden hand, I was like, oh, okay, that's a part of him that I didn't really pay enough attention at all. Mm-hmm. So that that's that part surprised me. Then the next day, and and you know, good again, we're in this Super Bowl gap. We're up to 18, 18 deaths, you know, 18 deaths from last Sunday to today, 18 celebrity deaths. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Like I was telling you, you know, not really want to change the subject, but my friend died. You know, my friend yeah, is talk, the, yeah, talk about that. You you were you're, yeah. tech, you're close to this. Yeah, my friend is uh my friend died who's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He used to play with the Vikings. His name is Chris Dolman. Chris Dolman played with the Vikings. And you know, the whole story is I met Chris in some investment. One of the companies I was running, we was trying to see if he wanted to invest. That was 94. Then about five years later, I met his brother who's a globetrotter. Like if I ever told any globetrotter stories, this was Tyrone. And I met the world with Tyrone. And so you know, when, when Chris uh, made the Hall of Fame, you know, he was in a wheelchair and that was a year or two ago. And, you know, it, it's not any, you know, that's not by coincidence that he died during the Super Bowl period. You know, he 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 was sacrificed. And I, I don't mean, you know, that's my man. And I know I doubt Tyrone would ever hear this, but that's just what it is. He didn't die coincidentally during this period. This is the price they have to pay. You know, when you sign that hologram contract. You know, you, you know, you, the Harry Potter, when you see the, you know, the, the picture moving in the newspaper, yeah. well, you're doing that. I mean, they got that shit and you sign your name right under that. That's what you sign for now. Well, I try, I, I try to tell people like the days of the contract, they don't even understand how, how the contract itself has changed over the decades. And I was t- I tell people, you know, it'd be a stack this thick and then it just got smaller and then sometimes you just, uh, I've seen where a motherfucker just pick it, prick his finger and just, and do like you know how you would stamp it with the seal with the um the how they do it in medieval days the the the, the wax the yep. candle the and the stamp and i was yep. like yo i've seen motherfuckers prick their finger and just do a fingerprint or a thumbprint on the contract and be done with it mm-hmm. anything nothing about it it's like oh we don't want your signature just, just go ahead and just prick your finger real quick and you know um so even the idea of the contract has changed i don't even think i don't think people even realize how much it, it, it's it's changed and evolved itself to, 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 to kind of get you jammed up to a certain extent. And, you know, that kind of paper, that's interesting. You, you were able to see that because that's, you know, that takes a, man, that, okay, that's like fresh parchment. I mean, the way that had to be handled, yeah. you know, that, that parchment had to be fresh parchment. You know, it, it's, yeah, that that's, uh, trying to think, uh, another book. oh, okay. Yeah, that's a little bit of this book. <laughs> yeah, the, the, um, into the, keys, you know, the one that I've seen there on that part that 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 bonded paper, it's thicker than than average. Yeah, it's so yeah, it's, yes, with the blood. Yes, but yes. now with yes. the hologram, it, it it you know again, my brother always gets on me because he says uh, only the source keeps the soul or the spirit. One one is free and one is not. I disagree. They you know that's for your energy signature, whatever you want to call it, your energy signature going forward. You agree for what you get now. Yeah, and that, that's that's where we at with that, you know. And it's 
you know, it, it, it almost like this is the biggest ritual of the year. I don't think people realize that right now is this time is the biggest ritual we're going to see all year. They do it at the beginning of the year every year for the last 50 some years. And so that's why so much blood is needed. You know, it's it's uh, uh, our sacred ball game. They took it away. And this is part of the payment, you know, for your career, you know, two, three years or whatever, you know, on on, on these uh, uh, celebrity shows. It's not even that. Look at all them teenager girls that they was, you know, 16 and pregnant. Look how many look at these these people on these reality shows and how some of them ain't really even famous, you know, and get knocked off. Then you was even showing where YouTubers, YouTubers that got so many prescribed, you know, prescribers, subscribers. At last count, I think there's four dead YouTubers. The last one I remember is one in, the one in New York. I think he was in Brooklyn, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I was like, I, I remember after the first one died, I was like, you know what? Eventually it'll spread. I mean, because it's all a part of Hollywood to a certain extent. People don't want to believe it. And I'm like, no, they watch these channels. Um, you know, when they fly them out to San Bruno and, and the whole YouTube conference uh, events and shit like that. I'm like, these are your chosen these are the ones that have been selected. They parade them in front of you, and and, and you're like, oh, they just they, they got a million subscribers. They're doing great. You know, these motherfuckers have been selected, and you know they go over there and they go up to look up Lookout Mountain. And I keep trying to tell people about Lookout Mountain. Lookout Mountain used to be like the um, place to film particular movies back in the day, early late seventies, early eighties. It's called Lookout Mountain. Um, they go up there. They still do their things. They're, they're little. Um, they're, there's a lodge up there. Um, and that's where they take them YouTubers up to Lookout Mountain to get prepped and groomed and initiated, and they send them back to us, and we on these panels with these motherfuckers not knowing, you know, any none the wiser. But it's crazy, man. It, it reminds me, you know, I, and this you you know this you from that area, but like I was just studying about Fred Hampton and his murder, and they pretty much you know went in there with machine guns, but his main man, his main bodyguard, the one that wanted to raise the most hell, because that's the informer's work, that the ones that want to raise the most hell, you know, is is the informer, the one that cried the hardest, you know, the yeah. one that cried the hardest after your man died. And, and then this is the, the, the other point I wanted to make is, you know, yes, they did, you know, lose, they gave him a settlement of 1.8. Well, the lawyers got 400 and some thousand, you know, Clark's family got 200,000, but for you know, Fred, he only they only got 200,000 for they murdered him and admit that they murdered him point blank. You know, is that house still there? Because I saw that house. When I, uh, I, I believe so. It's yeah. been a while since I drove by it. Yeah. But, you know, people still, the old heads still come by. They still, they'll still go by that block. Okay. And, you know, they, they still congregate every once in a while. Yeah, I met him. I was telling my mom the story. I met him. I was in I must have been in first grade because my, my cousin had graduated uh, from programs from the Head Start mm-hmm. program, and he was there. Uh, my uncle was a uh, housing authority cop. He was a housing authority cop. That's why she went to school there because I was at work for him. You know, you remember the housing okay. authority, please? Yeah. So got to meet him sixty six, maybe. I mean, it was a long time ago. <laughs> but it's just you know, it just shows you the kind of. Um, the kind of, uh, of, of uh, well, this goes to this point, the ley lines in Chicago. Have you, like, do you have a spot in your house or anywhere in Chicago that you go that you really feel there's a spiritual place at all in Chicago? Um, yeah, for us, um, it's always at, like it's close to a cemetery in the weird way. I can't explain it to you, but it's always close to, 
it's a shitload of cemeteries. Like there's cemeteries literally on city blocks, but people's homes, like mm-hmm. you know, right next to it. I'm like, who the fuck designed this shit? But there you will find literal cemeteries, uh, mausoleums uh, on, you know, city blocks with people with homes and, and even in the suburbs is like that. So it's the weirdest thing. It's the weirdest. If you don't, if you don't think about it, you'll miss it. Well, Capone, where Capone, you can, you know, that's pretty, that's kind of set up like that, isn't it? Where Capone is? Yeah, yeah. And then even outside of the city, down south, um, there's, there's a couple, there's a couple weird spots. Okay. <laughs> yes. So yes, but but my point is 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 there is a lot of energy there. That's that's really one reason why they wanted to go going back to talking about Fred. Why they did not want him to rise? Because you know Jesse Jackson covered every everything. You remember Jesse Jackson did "I Am Somebody," mm-hmm. and Fred did "I Am a Revolutionary." Mm-hmm. You know, we direct copy. Uh, Jesse Jackson copied their their breakfast programs. You know, with breakfast in school. I wonder was that still going when you went to school? Yeah, Fred before school. See that? Yeah, especially during the summertime. Yeah, yeah. The Panthers set all that up. That's that's part of what. But it's it's strong ley lines there that they control. And I've said this before: is it's a lot of Saturn energy shot there. Can you feel that? Like like, let me t- give you my example. To me, Chicago is is two things. The first thing is the refineries. I mean, from being four years old, I that I remember that smell, that refinery smell. You know, when you come in like Calumet, come through ninety four through the bridges, Lake Michigan, you hit all them refineries. And that's the first thing. And I hit that energy. And then the, the second thing is there's a, a, like I talk about when you plug in driving, the energy increases as you get in the city. Like you can even feel that when you drive, that you have to actually, like you're on 94 coming out of Indiana. And it's like, there's just, you know, you just cruise it. You hit Chicago, the energy intensifies just in oh, the, yeah. Driving, yeah. the driving habits. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because my dad used to work at a factory where they made partially hydrogenated vegetable oil and it had this particular smell. And you, you get you you're like three to five miles from it. And when the wind hits just right, you know that smell. And uh, and we I remember as a kid going there for, uh, you know, see where your dad works day or type of shit. They walk through the fucking factory. It's loud as shit. These big ass machineries and that fucking smell. And they would stick on your clothes. <laughs> you had butter, you had oil, they all types of shit, man. And so, yeah, when you, damn, bro, yeah, we're, we're we're in alignment right now. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that this is like you know Battle Creek, Michigan, where they make Kellogg's. The day they make Fruity Pebbles, that whole side of town smells like Fruity Pebbles. My wife used to, my ex-wife used to live over there, and okay. you could tell when they make Fruity Pebbles because I mean, it, it's just that sweet smell is in the air. And so <laughs> that's what it reminded me of what you were saying. But yeah, the Fruity Pebbles is, is small Battle Creek that they release. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's some areas that you can really build energies where you are, I guess is, is what my point was. And this is another point I'm going to bring up. Well, let, let's get into the water thing. Okay. Let's get yeah, into yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, please. Okay. And I, let me let me find my notes. And this is no attack on your man. It's not attack, but it's just like. Um, the seriousness of what people face. And the seriousness, okay. So my background is I work for the water department, you know, water and sewer. And actually, when I was in college, we got to, you know, I knew somebody, so they gave a summer job. So me and my buddies worked for the water department. So my first two summers doing it, I actually worked with lift, uh, lift station operators. And what a lift station is, you know, all sewer 
has to fall, has to have gravity. You know, that's just the way they make sewer. But what happens is you put it, so all sewer has to fall to a certain level, but you have a continuation of the pipes that's a little higher altitude. So you have to have pumps that actually lift this sewer up and shoot this shit to another pipe that takes it to, you know, the, the, the cleaning station, you know, the, the water treatment station. And so that was kind of my first, you know, understanding of the water system, seeing it there and working with, with, uh, hmm? Your pants are wet? Well, why don't you grab some pants behind me? Okay, I'm kind of doing something, so give me a minute. And so that was my introduction to the water department from that aspect. So let me just break down how water system is put in. You put in a, 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 a main water main, and then you put in the sewer mains, okay? Well, when you take the water main, you tap it. You have to tap it because it's a live pipe. And you run it to the house. Pretty simple. Most people uh, uh, remember water meters. Now most meters are electric and they're in your home, depending on where you live in the country. But pretty much everybody's going to the the newer type meters. Okay. so the problem in Flint was when they sold, you know, they had managers. They called them emergency city managers. They took over Benton Harbor. They took over Flint. I think they took over Saginaw. The Republicans did that. They cut the water from the Detroit River, took it from the Flint River. Now, that would have been no problem in itself. But one thing they didn't do is they didn't treat the water fully so these new pipes could help this, you know, know the system. And, you know, fluoride is put in at water towers, and this shit is so caustic that if it touches your clothes, it will burn your clothes and your skin. This goes in at water towers. So this is the problem that they did with putting. They did treat the water to say they didn't put anything in it is not true. They put fluoride, but that didn't, that wasn't going to treat the pipes. You had to put something in there that this new water source treated the pipes. And of course, we know the water was so bad that GM started having water brought in. That's really why they switched back, because GM was starting to have to drive water in. Now, the problem, what happened to poor, and if anybody owns houses, you know this, If your line tears up, the city will hold so much, you know, up to the city point, water or sewer. That's what they're responsible. Anything back, you're responsible. So with Flint, it destroyed almost every home's water pipes. Almost every home's water pipe. I'm not going to say almost all the water pipes now have to be replaced. This is normally not covered under insurance. So who replaces that? Who replaces that? Full water systems, not, you know, every pipe in your house, every water pipe in your house, that's a lot, has to be replaced. Now, sewer is not going to be affected as much other than the wastewater treatment plant, because, again, it is created to another kind of chemical. But so when they recycle that, they're recycling something that just is not going to help the people. Because let's be honest, all water systems are at least 100 years old. Like you live in Chicago, you live in almost an older than 100 years old water system. Water systems are old. So this is the problem in Flint. And there's no quick answer for going. Now, I'll do a quick search on how many people. I think Flint has over 100 and some thousand people. I'm sorry, I was lazy to look it up. I know it's Detroit, Grand Rapids, and I think Flint is the biggest city in Michigan. So look at these neighborhoods with, with people, even, you know, moderate income. How are we, who's going to pay for those systems? And, the, and, and just giving them a bottle of water ain't. 
that's not going to solve the problem. So I bring this up because your man offended me because this is what happens. Brothers tell jokes and shit's funny, you know, and, and brothers just keep telling jokes because the shit's funny. You know, that shit come up, you tell a joke and you're clever. But this hits more close to home. Okay. This, this hit more close to home. This, this affects real people. This, this goes back to three the hard way. You remember three the hard way talks about this, mm-hmm. you know, that they're going to attack a water system. I mean, we have children, we have a generation of children are, that are going to have problems. I mean, there's no way to get around it. And I don't mean one or two, I'm talking about in the hundreds of children affected. And then people, old people, they, then again, who's paying for this? It's a third of the work is, that has to be done on, just think of a city, we're just gonna give a baseline of 100,000 people city. That's still a significant city. Who's going to pay for all this? Well, so the, easy, the easy answer would be you just raise the taxes and you tax the people, right? Uh, that's the politician's answer, right? That's yeah. what they usually do. It, but that's a huge, huge undertaking. Even if you got the financing set aside, the time and the manpower, not saying it couldn't be done, but it would take years to, I would think, to, to properly fix everything from one square mile to the to the last square mile. And then it's like, okay, who gets who gets fixed first? Who's in who's in greater jeopardy first? Do you start with um, the red line certain sections going by demographic, age, or whatever the case may be, income? You know, it, it, that's that's it's a dicey situation all the way around. There is, like you said, there is no easy quick fix answer, but it's something seasonal. seasonal too. You know, yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off, but seasonal. Think about that. Now, what were you gonna say? No, it's just um no no you're right. Um it would take years to to get it done. Something has to be done, but I personally don't think they they plan on fixing it at least no time soon. Um Michigan is the worst state to live in on benefits. I mean, it's the worst state. It, it's let me tell you, there are parts check this out. 10 years ago, maybe 15, if you was in Michigan and got caught in Detroit, somewhere from the like say you did something in Kalamazoo and you got caught in Detroit. You know, you're talking about a couple hour drive. Yeah. Now they don't come get you. They don't come get you. I mean, there's the money's not there. They, they don't come get you. From, like my, my brother had a little uh, a child support warrant in Jackson from Kalamazoo. That is only about 35 miles from each other, maybe 40. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was like, no, nah, we, we don't do that anymore. That's my brother. So the cops told me we don't. So it's a poor state. It's a very poor state. And then Flint, you know, that GM plant is about the only thing there. When once they had one of the biggest plants of the world. So, you know, that's all I want to just say to your man is, you know, that's that's a it's a complicated thing. It's not an easy thing. Now, if, if he's an engineer, that's big money, because if you can engineer a plan, a plan that 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 you can come up with a, that system, because that's what you're going to do is write a blueprint, say, you know, you attack one neighborhood. Say I can I can do this in this block and use this amount of money, and if there's a bid for that and he can come under that, okay, right on. But that's what it would take. You know, it would take that kind of engineering understanding, owning equipment, and being able to go in there and, and repair. Now, that's do you do you believe they would uh, they would agree to do that? They say if we walked up in there and said we got the plan to fix this, they would have to take a vote. You know, city council had to. Would they want to do that? And I don't think unless they're not sponsoring a plan like that, if it's from an outside source, me personally, I don't think they would back it. 
Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, okay. I mean, again, the things cost the same. So they're going to say, well, this is costing everybody else this. How can you do it for this? So, so. Here, here's my theory. My theory is um, they let it get so bad that you the, mainly the black folk would, would leave. And then the uh, realtors would come in, snap up all the property, fix everything. And then raise the property value, and it would be like, you know, one of the. It, it potentially has the, the the potential to be one of the wealthiest states in the in the, in the union, only because you got all these. Um, you got Dan Gilbert coming in. They're all coming in at a at a kind of crucial time. I think that's the that's the way they, they plan on doing it. That's the only way you'll see these pipes and everything get replaced is when they get all the black folk about it. The property value is next to nothing. Scoop this shit up. Okay, we're gonna bring in all these good white people, good Asian Arabs. We're gonna replace all this shit, brand fucking new, everything, top to bottom, and the prices will be so exorbitant that only they could afford it to a certain extent. And then Detroit will be like, you know, the hot ticket, or um, Michigan would be the hot ticket because you still got Kalamazoo, which is tennis country. Because um, I'm still cool with a lot of guys that play tennis, and they still the USTA is really heavy in Kalamazoo. Absolutely, so they're gonna protect Kalamazoo. Um, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's money in Kalamazoo. Um, so that kind of, kind of leaves my, leave my that's kind of where my theory is going to go with this. That's how I came to that conclusion. Well, you, you, you're familiar with Detroit and you see it happen in Detroit where they're taking sections, you know, they're taking sections of Detroit and doing a very similar thing, you know, and I'm not even going to say gentrification. It's like all that stuff is tore down. The negative of Detroit, we talked before, they still want to charge you for them water, you know, for each home. Each ex home is still set up on the water system, and they want to charge you for all that. And the taxes uh, in some areas where there ain't no houses is pretty high. So, I, I I I agree. I mean, they don't care. They don't care. They don't care. And the next thing is is I want something for your brother Nick to, to think about. I want him to think about this, and I'm gonna tell my story. Okay, I'm gonna tell my story first, and then I I, I relate this to the brother Nick. Okay, my father was Contel Pro. You know, just my father was a braggart and it just I figured it out. He was Contel Pro. Well, my father programmed me, no doubt. He programmed me. In third grade, I stopped standing for the National Anthem or Pledge of Allegiance, excuse me. In third grade, that's a program. And so can you imagine everybody else stood up? I sat down. Mm. I didn't stand up for the for either the National Anthem. Now, when I grew up where black folks didn't stand up at the game. I mean, that's just how I grew up. They didn't stand up at the games. So I didn't really ever stand for that until I was in 10th grade. Uh, All-American had got kicked off the team for not standing up. So we pretty much had to stand up. So that, 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 and I caught my FBI file. Let me say this. You know, I got some friends. And doing that to me was, it, it was already an outcome calculated. Do you follow what I'm saying? They were like, this is, the, the, the thing he's going to take, of course, the sports. I mean, and I'm, I'm going to go on from a tangent. My great-grandfather donated some property that helped our sports thing. <laughs> I'll say that, you know, as far as a sacred ball game. But this, this was already predicted that I was going to have certain attitudes about society. I have to call him back. Certain attitudes about society. And it's funny. The programming also had me on the path to being a cop. Because I went from really being a dope dealer to a cop because I always did security. 
and I never got in trouble. And so, you know, when it came time to be a cop, I was a cop. I broke the programming of being a cop. One time I let a brother, a drunk driver, it wasn't sloppy drunk, but a drunk driver. Oh, shit, sorry, Tony, I'll call you back. Because uh, he was a brother, you know. I told the story before. Uh, dude backed me up, had no reason to back me up. He brought me to PBT, and I just saw in his face, take this nigga down. And that shit just, it, it did something to me. And I was like, fuck this job. I'm not dealing with that, because I'm empathic, you know, and I just like, I let him go. And so the dudes who I work with, that really, but it broke my programming. You see, it broke my programming. So I want to say this. Brother Nick was saying that he was three years of military. Now, I didn't hear him say anything about being an officer. You know, so now he didn't say, you know, three years of officers. He said three years of pretty much grunts. Social economic definitely is, is in play there. But you have to see that it was already kind of pre-programmed. That, that what you, you was gonna, that's what you were going to do. And you have to look at it from that point of view as well. Now, social economical, no doubt, no doubt. Social economical pushes people into the military. Matter of fact, in the 70s, it was like, go to jail. Jimi Hendrix is a prime example. Jimi Hendrix said they had stole a car or some shit. And it was like, go to jail or go to the, go to the military. Yeah. Go to the military. It was early Vietnam. He was a paratrooper, luckily broke his ankle and didn't have to go. So you have to look at how did that affect you? Do you see now? Now another thing, like another family, I had a, a, a family military friends where it was a generation of being military police. Guy had a child, kind of like me, and when he was older, he got that boy into West Point. And you know, to go to West Point, you got to have a senator give you like your state senator has so many. To Annapolis, West Point, Air Force Academy, they have so many, you know, uh, 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 letters they can give that they back these people. And that's how you get in. But again, do you see his program? So I would just like, you know, want him to look at that kind of thing. You know, and again, it's, it's not attacking him. It's saying that affected you, you know, and, and you think that you're going into something clearly, but it's like you can see where it's set up for you to go. And so, damn, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, so building off that. Yes. Um, go ahead. Okay, so obviously your father is was well-versed in psychi- psychology, psychiatry, uh, mind, mind stuff. Um, how much programming uh, did our parents and then how much programming as we as parents you know, inadvertently due to our own kids without even us realizing it. Because until you just said this, now I'm like, okay, how am I programming my child? And for, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm like, okay, she's a girl. She does little boy stuff. She's in, she's in the tomboy stage, right? So now I'm like, okay, eventually she'll break that because little boy, you know, she'll find a little boy she'll like and she'll girly it up a little bit. But I, I'm, as far as her moving forward, I want to push her into science stuff. She likes science and technology. Wow. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's a rare thing for little black girls to get into the STEM field, basically. Very so I'm now I purposely am pushing her into that. But um I guess my question would be, um, is there anything that I should look out for um that may kind of give her conflicting uh viewpoints as far as a program? Because as far as you know, when we talk, I'm like, look, you like this? Okay, so I give her things to kind of reinforce the whole STEM thing, you know, moving forward and stuff like that. Mm. But 
Um, how, how much inadvertent programming have we done to our kids that we don't even realize? And same thing with our parents. Well, I'll start with this first because, you know, old man, I forget. But karate. Think about martial arts that we teach. My daughter took it. I got a cousin in Kalamazoo. You know. Yeah, my, my folks are like, you're going to do it because for but, me, I'm small for my age. So, but, your, but your daughter, uh, you, you've had your daughter do some training, haven't you? Yeah, so she's in, she's in um, jujitsu and boxing. But my reason is for it, for her to be able to defend herself. But look at it like this. Are we training young girls to be soldiers? <sighs> you know, I, and it's funny because I think about Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman, and she was an uh, she was Israeli uh, Israel, Israeli um, special uh, instructor, mm-hmm. and she, she's as girly as, as, a, as a military chick could be. That's a good point. I never really think about it like that. That's that's what I looked at when when we were doing it. I was like, man, because like I saw your daughter doing it, my cousin in California, and I'm like. Wait a minute! If they start calling in, because now they make girls signed up for selective service too. And right? Like, are we training these girls to be soldiers? You know. So. Um, okay, but is that part of it? Just on a different, on a, even a, on a lower level, is that part of a, of a response to say, okay, well, young men aren't don't feel the need to protect young women like they like in our day or in earlier days. Is that a, is that an uh, an inadvertent response? Hmm. to the climate we see now as far as the dating um, habits and, and, and mating practices. Hmm, well, that, that gets into shivery. Um, shivery right. I mean, we don't teach shivery. You know, I can, I wanted to go, I'll, I'll go later with it, but that's shivery. And, and you said it too. Girls weren't once taught to protect themselves. Girls were, were raised more vulnerable instead of wanting to kick somebody in the nuts, you know. Right. Girls weren't raised like that. Now they are. You know, girls. See, I, I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm doing the same. I'm same thing. I'm like, look, you know, you get them in a corner. You know, you work the body. Uh, spot's gonna open up, and you just, <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> you know, because I, I don't want to take any chances. Because you know, I'm not gonna be there all the time. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. And, you know, I know some grown women that still shriek at the sight of a spider. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. But they've been, they've already, they're past the danger zone for the most part. Sure. They're in their 40s and their 50s. Um, you know, I know women that don't take out trash. It's like, oh, I'm a girl. I don't do that. I don't carry bags. Which is, it's cool. And I, I, I love that part. But these young kids coming up, these girls don't have, I don't think they have the option to do that per no, se. No, no. Now, let me answer your second part. And, and you know, my parents. Now, my parents were the first generation that was anti-church. They okay. were anti-church. They were forced to be in the church. And I like my mother's side kind of ended up being Catholics, one of my aunts. And I, I got some Irish, so maybe that's a little bit of the Irish. And my father's side and my stepfather Pentecostal. You know, so I'm 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 seeing Pentecostal at an early age. And I, I'm gonna tell you, you know, I, I'll, I'll brag a little bit. I was able to see people that was truly touched compared to people that was acting. Because it, it would mess you up when you would see actually, and I, I'm gonna say this does happen to people. Well, you see something enter the person. You definitely do. The music is all the organs going. You know that's 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 all happening. You know, mm-hmm. but there are people that you know we used to bet on who would get the attention the first. But I, I just bring that up is my so I was raised like we didn't go into church. You know, we we weren't weren't church. But what I noticed with my father is as my father got older, is he went back to the church. He went back to the church. Why, why do you think that that was or is? I, 
that is hard to explain. It really is. Um, now, I know his wife probably had a bit, the children, um, social. You know, church was very social. Uh, but that surprised me, you know, growing up, you know, watching these people growing up. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, 30 years later, you know, he's going back to the church and they joined the local church. And again, you know, political. My father worked for the city. and My father was a city uh, personnel director. So political a little bit, you know, social, very church is social. I saw that as well, but it is, but see the way I was raised is that wasn't, you know, when I, when I, cause when I was, I almost got killed in a car crash and then I started studying Islam. So my first two years going to A&T, you know, I was, it was actually when um, I was listening to when Elijah Muhammad, when I was younger, hearing them talk and new, new people, there was a mosque in Kalamazoo. So we would shoot to Chicago. Mm-hmm. But when this happened uh, was the transition where Elijah had died. And, you know, his son took over. So the Muslims all went Sunni. So when I went to a it was all Sunni Muslims. And so mm-hmm. I, I practiced that for a few years. Uh, but again, that was pre- like when I go back to my FBI file, even that was put in there, you know, because they thought reading Malcolm and reading Malcolm did put me in that frame of mind. And, and so I guess my point is, is that was a less factor in my life from my parents. My parents didn't influence me, influence me fires church and religion. They never pushed that. We never had to go. When I was little and my grandparents had a greater influence, we went. My grandparents was like, I don't care what y'all say. They would come get us. You know, They would come get us. My grandmother would even dress us. She would dress us, six, seven children, and take us to church. <laughs> give us some money. You know, she'd give us some money because we had to pay, you know, some money and we could keep a little of the money, but we paid the church money. But yeah, my grandmother would do that. So that was my, more my influence was my grandparents than than actually my parents. So that's how they kind of broke that program with me. It was like, it's your choice. Mm-hmm. I can imagine the campfire stories you're going to tell the grandkids be like, <laughs> Papa was, you know, Papa did some things and uh, he said some things. And, uh, oh, oh, yeah. It, it's, I've, I've lived, you know, a fun life. I've had so many, so many experiences that, you know, it's, it, it's fun to, to get older. I got so, and you probably know as well, I got so many young cats that just, ah, man, you know, again, government moved in on a lot of folks, you know, people know, you know, it's not just uh, the the Rick Ross show Snowfall. I mean, this was in every community where the police, like in in Battle Creek, Michigan, I don't care to say this, I ain't gonna say his name, but the number one dealer in the 20 years I lived there was this cop. This cop controlled all of it. Matter of fact, it got so, it got so nasty where uh, my friend ended up being the chief, he had to call the feds in because dude had paid everybody. <laughs> dude had paid everybody. He, and then not only that, I'm getting king, not only that, but no, this brother also, this, this, this cat also set up gangs. And one, one guy who set up a gang, uh, I know he was a snitch. I, I was playing basketball and a dude just was sitting at the park and showed me these papers. They showed me where this cat, you know, the court papers. It's like, man, you know this cat? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, this is, I, I just beat this. Look what this joker said. I was like, whoa. And then I asked his father and his father said, well, he had to do what he had to do. Wait, later, this cat started a gang. Now, Battle Creek, you know, that Battle Creek City, about 50,000 people. Ain't no sides of town. Okay. It, it's not any sides of town. But the mentality is, it is sides of town. 50,000 people. It's one little area. And they have people from one side, you know, that same thing we've seen across the country, mm-hmm. you know, that divide and conquer. It's the people coming together, you know, shooting up each other over this little bitty 
locking up, locking up. <laughs> you know, Michigan had that 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 uh, life without parole. You know, for for over what two sixty grams. I had a friend did sixteen years. I remember that because I remember them watching the movie White Boy Rick, mm-hmm. and he ended up doing more time than everybody around him. And um, I thought it was a pretty good movie. I thought it, was, it told a lot. I know he left out some things, but um, yeah, he ended up doing more time than all the big dogs. And because mm-hmm. he got caught with that, it was that one particular rule. Well, rule. I mean, but him being a, a snitch, you know, his dad being an informant, him being an informant, um, the dude in um, what's the Eddie Murphy movies, the the, the, the cussing cop that was in the Eddie Murphy oh, movie, uh, Forty Eight Hours, Nick Nolte, yes. But but the the cop, no no no, uh, oh. Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Remember the, the 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 mad brother that was uh, Eddie's boss. That brother, that was a real cop right. out of Detroit. Right. And that cop was using. He was one of the ones using White Boy Rick. That dude. That's that. They was you know using White Boy Rick at fourteen. Right. Okay. So now in the movie, he signed it. He he agreed to work with the Fed as as an underage kid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Fourteen. So, they, so, they, go ahead. Well. well that breaks so many laws that that's and I, I'm not root. I, I, you know, people are like, man, you rooting for the white dude. And I'm like, no, if you watch the movie and if you knew the background story, this kid should not have. It was illegal. No, they did. It was illegal because the, 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 the FBI guy that brought him in, his handler will say he, that he was asking his father about all these deals and stuff and who's buying guns. The boy answered everything. He's answering everything. And they found out the boy was plugged. So they plugged him and he did missions for them. Like when he got caught, come on, you get off the airport and they want to say that he was running with like eight keys. And while he was running, he threw eight keys down. Oh, that's when he got caught. He's supposed to have eight keys. Now, now eight keys is going to be, let's, let's just say we got books. We're going to have a book like this long and that fact. How you run? Okay. You got a little bag or something. Come on. This shit just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Who would run? The cops got you, and that's the, what you think is to grab eight keys and just try to run, outrun the cops? Makes no sense. I remember watching a documentary years ago, Then they kept mentioning him as one of the youngest FBI informants ever. And I'm okay. like, it didn't make sense to me then. I'm like, and he was like, how old? And I never bothered to follow up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got people in the chat like, that's not true, Slide. It didn't go down like that. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he got done dirty. <laughs> he got done dirty. Well, you know, all those people wanted to keep him in until they died. And, and you know, even like they want to tell you when he was a witness protection, like he did like what the bull said. Remember um, Gotti's guy? All of a sudden he's selling crystal meth. And it was almost the same kind of thing. But him, this is how how non-significant it was. He, he supposedly falsed a loan for his mother. So they gave him five years. Wait a minute. He's witness protection. So they got him. They set him up to get him. He's about to get out, though. If he's not out, he's about to get yeah, out. I think he's out. He should. I think so, too. I think I think the last couple of months he just got out. But I think both of his, his, his I think his dad is already dead. His dad mm-hmm. died before he got out. I mean, it's just it's pretty fucking tragic. I'm like I said, I'm not trying to. Yeah, children grown. Children grown. Yeah. 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 Daughter, daughter son grown. So, yeah. It reminds me They're of the, uh, the movie Blow, George. George. <laughs> You know, and he got out, and and oh, he's still in, isn't he? Is he? Is he? He no, he's out. He's done some some things. Okay. I think he's out. I think he's yeah. Out. When the daughter's like, I don't want to see you again, and I was like, ah, this is fucking. 
I know it's Hollywood, but goddamn, like, you know. Jordan, you know, he, he, I don't know if he was as, because the part didn't make sense is that you, you build a home, you ain't got to, like, like, if me and you got enough money to build a home, why wouldn't we just build a safe? I'm getting a home built. So I'm building a safe to put all the money in. If it's 20 million, don't matter. You know, uh, uh, what, what was the um, Keanu Reeves movie? Remember when he busted, he busted his basement floor and then got to his safe? Uh, 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 Three Kings with, with Forrest Whitaker? No, the, the, oh. the, new, the newest ones. What's the newest ones called? Oh, John Wick, yes. Wick. Yeah. Remember he busted a hammer and put, why wouldn't you do that? Why would you take your money to Panama when you could just bury the money in your house? So I, I don't know about that. that okay, one. now I had a friend who did exactly that. They brought in one of those deep scanner, underground scanners, scanned his basement floor, and found two chests of money. And they brought in a fucking um, machine to crack that concrete, and they got the fuck, and they charged. Let me tell you why I'm laughing. Let me tell you why I'm laughing. I had a friend that lived in, uh, in Miami. He had like a 800-pound table. He had done that. Had an 800-pound table on top of the floor. And people came in and moved this 800-pound table and cracked this floor open the very same way. Very, it, yeah, it could happen like that. But that's an inner person. That's an inner person. That, that well, you, yeah, you said they scanned and yeah. Well, I got another friend that built his shit in the walls. He, he put he he put his stuff in the wall. Uh, Whitey Berger, he did the same thing. Put I remember. Right. Okay, but you as a, as a former cop, when you do a search warrant, the search is for the entire house. Right? Yeah, you ain't really necessarily busting holes in the walls. Not necessarily. But, but it, it does it not. But would it fall under jurisdiction? Just, just not really. Not really. Okay. You unless somebody knew. Okay. You, know you got to have the inside information. You said they scanned his floor. They scanned somebody. It. somebody. He, had, he had like a two car garage, mm-hmm. and you didn't think nothing about it. But they brought in a fucking deep underground scanner, right? And uh, they they scanned that shit, and they found two chests. And they sure enough brought in a fucking shit to crack that shit open. That's, <laughs> that's, not, that's, that's somebody knowing. That's, yeah, that ain't, that's just not regular. Now, some people will punch the walls. Yeah. Now, that's somebody knowing something. They they knowing something. That ain't normal. That that's that, and that's that's another profession bringing in, but that's that's not normal. So. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> they, they they split that money all amongst themselves and and then reported or reported only half or whatever the case may be. But yeah, it's, that's I always wondered about that. Like you know, how far does the search it really go when it comes to search one? Because you know, I've heard the theories: people burying shit in their homes, in the walls, underneath the doghouse, whatever, or out in the backyard or some shit. And I'm just like. Okay, but does the search not include all if they if they you know? it does it it does uh they can punch the holes in the walls and they can say that's covered that's if that's not on the search warrant that can be contested but you know the, the old forfeiture laws you know the way it was taking money I had one one dude who taught me at the police academy one thing he did is he this guy I'm telling you that that they caught him with over two hundred some thousand at the crib in his walls. And he said that he said that he was one of the ones that was with the money counter counting. Shit, he said by the time they got back to the station, the count was way off. He said he didn't tell all the people. He said that when they did the, the news conference and showed all this dude's cars and this money, he said, Yeah, the money was way off. There was two hundred thousand, they said. He said it was way more because he said I was in there counting with him, but he said he didn't say nothing. He was like, Well, funny story. I got a guy that works with me at my job. He used to be a former sheriff. Ten years ago, 
this guy got kicked off the force for stealing money out of evictions. So when they would come to serve eviction notices and kick the people out, he would steal money. Mm. And the people were like, hey, we had money. Even though we're being evicted, we, we had money. The feds came in, set up a fake eviction, and he got busted. And he did one month in prison. <laughs> but yeah, he, he he was a sheriff for 10 years, roughly. And he, you know, his father was a sheriff. And he kind of, he pissed all that shit away. But he was doing shit over years, though. So many he always signed up to work eviction details and I can imagine how much money he got away with. It's like the dude, it was, remember that dude um, was writing in false reports up in the New Jersey areas for an insurance fraud. You know, it was the same cop that was, he would be the secretary of the reports. It was the same one. It was like the same guy writing tickets. And they was like, how is it that this dude in one year would do 200 and some thousand accidents? You know, this one cop, why is he always called? That's how they caught their insurance scam. So, yeah. Um, oh, 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 let me bring this story up. Now, Al Prophet, you ever watch him? I think it's Al Prophet. He does all I've the heard stories. Of him. Okay. I ask him, you know, I'll be sitting him like, why don't you do the story about Kalamazoo when 22 keys end up coming missing from the police? Please do this big raid. 22 keys is in evidence within 40 some days. Somebody stole it. No cameras on the evidence locker. We don't know what happened to it. And that all the top supervisors was able to retire. The chief took another job. Mm. Let me tell you, but I know that dope was back on the street. No one ever, nobody ever. It's, it's an open story. <laughs> it's an open, but it shows you only the government controls that. You know, nobody, that kind, somebody didn't get paid and was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. We're going to still get paid. Go in there and get that shit. That's special, you know, that's special ops. Yeah. Going to get that. That ain't just normal. That somebody trained. This is what they do. So, if if you do me a favor, expound on the, on the point you made earlier. Um, who you said that, that they kicked the fart out because they were working with the CIA? Because I, I was asking, when was it? Has anyone ever ran up and kicked anybody out of, of any of a high ranking official? I forget what the point. It was something like you said they. Somebody was working with the CIA. Was it? Oh, oh, yeah, the Somalians. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. This yeah. is what you have to look at when you look at the black Black Hawks down. This is what you have. Yeah. To look. Okay, yeah. And I, and, yeah. I, yeah. And, and I told the point before. I knew a dude that was shooting at the Americans. I used to work with a brother. He's like, he was 15, 16. He's like, oh yeah, we was firing on him. But this is what you have to understand, and it's, it, this goes back to America. This one family, and I think the base name that 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 Senator Omar. She's they're all related. This is one tribe. Okay. Yeah. I'm seriously, they brought over 60,000 of them, one tribe. I think it's Fahid is the base tribal name. Mm-hmm. But these people were working with the CIA. Okay, so you talk about the Tutsis and how, why they did. These people were working with the oppressors. I mean, do you understand this? They were working, helping these people oppress the rest of the country. And they got favor for doing this. So when it flipped, they said, okay, U.S. pulled out. They was like, y'all work for them. They innocent. You was killing them. You was putting them in prison, killing them, and then they go after you. The same thing with um, the Hmong. You know, if you've heard of Hmong, Hmong here. We had, let me tell you, they brought 250,000 Hmong here because the Hmong were working with the CIA. They were fighting against the North Vietnamese Army. They brought two. That's why it's a half million Hmong here now. 
No, they're heavy out uh, out west. I've never they're heard crazy. of a mung till uh till I moved out there like ten years ago. I'm like, what the fuck is a mung? But yeah, yeah, yeah. The Chinese people that were in Vietnam, very quiet though, very quiet. A lot of gangs, but these young cats, but the older cats, very quiet. But this is the same thing. You know, the Vietnamese started killing them because you work for the people that was killing us. So when you look at Omar's people, they brought them here. Not only they brought them here, gave all the women Section 8, mm-hmm. one of the sweetest apartments I ever saw. They gave them this building. Oh, and people, I know Mary Tyler Moore, people don't remember. But there's a flash of this building. It's about 20-some stories. and It's colorful. But they gave them this complex. They gave them this little block. You know, where they put all them sweetest apartment in Minneapolis. Millionaires would wish they could have this, but they had it was the 20 some floor. You saw the whole city, um, and, but they got them up in there in this thing. And I, that's not important, but it was sweet seeing it. I wish I could have lived it at the time. Whoever has that ain't paying much. But yeah, they gave each mother section eight. Let me answer that section eight and 50 grand and gave them the garage jobs, gave them the taxi cab jobs. Yeah. So so do you see the economical plan? It wasn't just bringing them over here. They put them into an economical situation where they would thrive. You see a bunch of them working for the welfare office. You know, who trained them? Who trained them? Educating them. Omar, educating them. You see Omar. Um, before Omar was Keith Ellis. I don't know if you remember Keith Ellis. Was I, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Keith Ellis is now, I think, the attorney general here. You know, it's this kind of bright guy. And so, yeah, so you have to look at it from that side. I mean, Black Hawk Down, I went with, you know, Black Hawk Down for, for all of us, and this is a spell, so everybody get prepared. It was the first time we saw, or in my life, I saw brothers going after the ass. You know right. what I mean? To see brothers going after them, like with confidence, you know, like we never saw, like they show hit or, or Custer, you know, they getting, but but never aggressively in the modern kind of weapons going after the ass. And they had all the equipment. They had every advantage. That shit wasn't enough. They got yeah, I remember going to see that. I was rooting for them because they kept calling skinnies and shit. I'm like, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Shit. It's like you get y'all arrogant and think like dudes telling him, don't take all the equipment. We're not going to be out there. Some of them was trapped for days and they ain't had no food because arrogance. I always told them the joke where, you know, so they only had one, you know, one black ranger. And I was like, did y'all notice where, you know, he one, one minute he's like, like with his gun and his outfit. The next minute he doesn't switch clothes with one of them. And then at the end of the movie, he walking into the, you know, he put his uniform back on. But I was like, one shot, you see him in the court. Next shot, he's outside in some African clothes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's how it was. It was like no brothers. Did you notice? It was only the one dude. That one, the one dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the only one. So it was going after them. So. From a from a standpoint of mentally, that's a great movie. And then they tried to counter the movie with the Bruce Lee, Bruce Willis movie, something about the sun dawn. Oh, Never Tear the Sun. Yes, that was that I was trying that. to counter the spell. Yeah, right, yeah. And that was the counter movie. The fucked up part is I rooted for Bruce Willis and them to, to, to survive this shit at the end. Exactly. They killed one, but I'm like fucking dying. That was the oh. counter movie. That's the counter movie. Yeah, absolutely. The counter. Oh, movie. Yeah. damn it. Yeah, they gotta be good on that one. I was like, wait a minute, they die here. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. The one brother trying to help the sister with the kid across. I'm like, come on, he got to make it. He didn't yeah. make it. <laughs> yeah. That was the, you know, that was the counter movie. They always, you know, like a lot of people don't watch um 
Dark City. Everybody watched The Matrix. Nobody thinks about the Dark City and who the villain is because they make the Rothschilds the villain in Dark City. Let's be honest. Right. The Rothschilds and their family, they say they came from somewhere else and they pull all the strings. But like if you look at a sports person, now there is a, they rolled, but in the blink of an eye, it's like this was a poor person. Now he's rich. I mean, it's almost in a blink of an eye because now the common story in your right now, he's rich. Yeah. And, you know, he wasn't rich yesterday. They, they, they dark city people really. It, it seems like it takes a while, but it's it's in the blink of an eye. You know, it is. It's really the blink of an eye how they do this to us. It's dash. It's such it's such genius. It's geniusly dastardly. And it's like, fuck, you know, you catch yourself slipping. Like, Damn it, they got me, son of a bitch. <laughs> like- Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, now I'm, I'm going to do a little bit of spoiler, and I'm not going to do much. But you guys got me on cap, people. And the dude said it was omen work, so I checked the beginning. I'm not going to throw off anything you said, but I'm just going to add, okay? So really what you would see in that kind of ritual is you would see a being called a Yanni Yanni. Mm-hmm. Yanni Yanni in South America, not shaman. Shamanism, you don't need. See, in shamanism, you need something. And that's pretty much what they tell you. You got to go get something that works with you. Yanni's ain't like that. It didn't need anything. Once you get this training. So what you saw is you saw the girl would come in there. And yes, it would. the panther would come and would be a panther first. But this panther was a shapeshifter. Hmm. And this is how deep the shapeshifter energy would go is. Once he went in her, he wouldn't be a cat. The movie shows a cat. No, he would turn into a man. But once he made love to her, whatever you want to call it, she would get that insight. She would have to wear a baby insight. But the child would have the shape-shifting abilities. Um, so I wanted to add that. That's that's the omen where you get the wear baby, which is later to lock, which is later Oklahoma Thunder. Where do you think they get that from? But that's the insight of why the panther, and that's part of it. You know, you you see the, the, the uh, from the wear baby. That's all you. If you really look up omen, that's the trans. You know, going from one to the other is what you see. So I don't want to spoil anymore. But that I saw that beginning. I was like, yeah, that's that's that's. I, yeah, I remember seeing that for when I was a little kid. I was like, I was like, what the fuck? And um, and you know, you see more movies. They, they're always showing the black leopard, black jaguar, and it's like, okay, this is all connected to the Americas. Um, now I'm like, okay, everything here, you know, I, I'm 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 to the point where I don't I don't consider Africa the mother or the cradle of civilization. I'm like, everything it was in the Americas first. I, I I'm going to ride with that till the wheels fall off. Absolutely. <laughs> I just cleared my altar off of all that America. Well, most of the Tut stuff. I'll say I, I, I left. I left on um, Akhenaten because. Okay. I'm gonna be honest. When I saw the statue of Akhenaten at the King Tut thing, they had that shit here, and that shit froze. Yeah. I saw his statue, and it literally paralyzed me. So I yeah. know there's something in yeah. that. Uh, Mu Hathor is Mu. It's proven that it's proven. Manly Hall tells you that that. I mean, look, read Manly Hall, the book of all things or whatever it's called. He tells you that Hathor and Hathor is the oldest Egyptian god. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, the world tree, you know, the world tree where everyone really lives in the tree. <laughs> you know, and, and between the branches is the dark spots. You know, let me even go further. Like, like I'll, I'll go into King Gould. I've talked about King Gould before, haven't I? You know, yeah. King, you, you read comic books. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but go ahead, go ahead. Build okay. on. What we have is we have Odin. Odin had a grandson named Gould. Okay. Gould survived some kind of catastrophe. Okay. So Gould thought, he was like, hey, I'm just like Odin. I survived this. I'm like Odin. But what Gould did is Gould stopped everybody else from worshiping Odin anymore. Worshiping Thor, worshiping Loki, worshiping Loki. So the, the reason why the Catholics adopted this, and this is kind of two point, is it was Locke. He locked those old energies out. And so they were able to see that this Gould, which later they changed into God, dog, dog, star, was a block or lock. So the first thing you see in the old movie, when they come, show us your gods. Mm -hmm. Show us your gods. And so what they do with the sigils is they put the crosses on it. I mean, you see, like you looked at the 72 and everyone has a cross on it. Everyone, you can see their locks, even the sixes are locks. Well, this was what they came to America and I'm doing my brother's work. This is my brother's work, <laughs> but they came into the Americas and this is what they did. They took these things that like Haiti, you know, there's reports of, 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 of French soldiers saying just out of nowhere, knives, butcher knives and, and swords just was uh, fucked them up. Where did that come from? Mm -hmm. And we know that they that they stayed off. They said, well, we're going to bomb you if you don't pay us a tax. We're gonna right. We're gonna bomb you. So this is what they did. This is why everything is, is turned up upside down. This is why the Catholic Church is really turned upside down. Is because of what they what they practice, what Christianity is. It is not what people see. And that's the thing. When people say I'm a believer, they don't study enough to know what they believe. They don't go deep enough to see where this energy comes. And we've talked about before. I mean, what they say is evil is they, like I'm writing I'm reading a book where you know two 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 separate factors are trying to stop from releasing this stuff. And the stuff gets released. Who do you think that stuff is going to help? You go, you take one of these sigils and you go into and meet this a being and the beings are like, how did you come? No one like you comes to see me. How did you get here? Because this is your energy. This is your stuff. So who could hide me? Who could hide me? That's the, the question that, that's pondered. That is like, who can hide me? And let me tell you, when you go into this and you get, you don't speak. See, speaking is a different, is a type of spelling. But when they hit you, telepathically, it is almost like in your DNA. When you talk to one of these beings, and I ain't going to call them, you know, again, ghouls or gods, but they hit you something and it's like, it stays. And it's not like, you know, a bind, no, but it's like, it gives you every angle of this energy. And so this is what's, what we are helping. You know, we're, we're hurting ourselves by not fully understanding what they're trying to hide. Um, deep stuff. So let me let me go over some questions in the chat because I had okay. I've got questions for you. Um, okay. Before I do that, shout out, thank you, Jesse Lynn, for the uh, for the cash app. Okay. So questions, questions. Let me find a question. Um, okay. Someone had, had roughly. Well, I'm paraphrasing. Question. They asked. Uh, so you, if to be successful, hard work doesn't matter in your craft. Um, I've always said it depends on how far you're trying to go with it. It's all to me. I, I always say it's always levels. 
Um, do you want to address that question uh, briefly before I find the rest of them? Okay, well, this is what it is. That's You don't have to really take any path. I'll say that. You can be pathless. That's directly right. But you have to line up all your circumstances. And what I mean is, see, people, I don't believe in chakras because they're locks. Let's be honest. It's not an old system. But circumstances. You're going to get people upset saying that stuff right. now. Okay. Why do they say you stuck in your ground chakra? You stuck in your heart chakra? These are locks. These are locks. And I don't care how many you want to put out there. But your circumstances. Okay. I'll tell you like this. How do I, how do I put this? I guess saying, say you want to win the lottery. Okay. But there's a part of you internally that knows if you get the money, you're going to fuck it up in two days. <laughs> yes. There is something, little voice like, man, we get his money, he is going to be, you know, over gold. And, and then in two years, that's all. He's going to be sitting by himself outside in the rain just wearing golden gators. But my point is, is you are not, your internal circumstances is not. And then you can, future circumstances, you can also guide those. So that's what needs to, that's why you got, you know, I don't know if you ever shout out to magicians. Magicians tell, you know, fire is magic. It gives you some of this stuff. Every show ain't great, but this thing about circumstances, watch the show from last week. That is, that is it. That's, you have to get all that in order. And once you get all that lined up, that's how you can be more productive. Yeah. You don't have to have magic. Well, let, let me get on this tangent. I'll give you, give me 30 seconds. Okay. We practice daily magic. Some people call it superstition. Yes. You know, you got if you got your timing, whatever your ritual is to go to work, this is your magic. You know, and I've talked to you before, Super Saiyan. And so this is how you practice your magic is your daily routine is your daily magic. That's all I want to say. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, next question. Uh, is the Rothschild thing a conspiracy? I know there's an actual dark nobility with ancient families and all that. But why do we know their names specifically? Well, evil has to have a face. You know, evil has to have a face. That's the way. They, that's why Obama, <laughs> Bin Laden, you know, even though they're the richest people in the world, evil has to have a face and they're the face of evil. That movie you was Aries. Is that how you say? Yeah, it? yeah, 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 yeah. Remember that picture of all them pilgrims, the pilgrims, the picture? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. There's pictures like that where. Yeah, we know the name Rothschilds, but in that picture is who they really are and what's behind everything. But that, but that, I, I, yeah, that's what I'm. I'm like, okay, they allow you to know who, who's who. If the one you don't know behind them, you should be worried about. You know, we all understand it's always those that the, the unseen hand or those you don't know the names you don't. They, if if you know about Rothschild and and Dupont and Oppenheimer, ah, oh, well, shit. Okay, that's they, they allow you to know that much. Absolutely, absolutely. That, that, fact, yeah, that's just that's scraps to them. They don't give a fuck if you know about these people or not. Matter of fact, you can see the picture of the Rothschilds trying to do the head binding. You know, yeah, because when yeah. you bind your head, you know that's that's copying our stuff because they wanted to see. They wanted to see why are they doing that. But again, that takes away that reptilian brain. You know, you're putting everything up. You're mm -hmm. taking the babies that reptilian. You're putting it up. That's why they did it. But that's that's the name that you know that's that's uh, one of the German families that they gave up to be the face of evil. But it's they they paid both sides. Like Vietnam, they 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 the same people, Americans, American companies helped the North Vietnamese. <laughs> McCain McCain got shot down on purpose to help them. 
That is why he got pardoned by Nixon. That is why he was in our Senate for 30 years. Well, he, I, I don't even think they realized the importance of the Gulf of Tonkin and, and, and what that played into the, the whole Vietnam thing. And I remember a quote saying uh, from Jackie, she made a quote of reference, referencing the war, like, I, we, you know, we had to get him in, in there to do. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So they've always been like, like even um, Band of Brothers shows the German factory they didn't go after. That's right. Man, they get that German. I mean, look at Ford. You know, I was watching, you know, I watched it. I, let me tell you, I watched the American History Channel, and it should be called the American Hitler Channel because Hitler's on there every day. I'm not exaggerating. Hitler's on TV every day. And, <laughs> Jews, and Jews tell you they hate Hitler. Wait a minute. Who controls the movies? In this mug, he was just in a movie. They just put Hitler in that kid movie. Jojo, uh, Jojo uh, Rabbit. Yeah. Hitler's in. So you telling me that, that Hitler was that bad. And then that's why I showed Hogan's Heroes, because, again, y'all made that show. They ain't getting in furnaces. They making fun of furnaces. So really, that's it was like that. But you got the TV show. So they tell on themselves like that. But, you know, it's, it's, it's about I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, good shit. No, I, I love I, I miss this, man. I miss you, man. I, I'm sorry, been, we've been away so long. So, um, no, no, it's 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 okay, brother. You next know. question, Iron Five. We wanted to know the name of the book, the Manly P. Hall book, because he wrote oh. a few books. Well, the one, hmm, I think it's here. The one I got, got the only one I got from him is Morals and Dogma. Like, that's when oh, I, okay. I I stay with that one. Let me see. I think it's right here. Yeah, um, get this one. Um, Secrets teaching of all ages. Get this one because this has the illustrations. Okay. There's another one. Don't get the skinny big one because it doesn't have the illustrations. You want the illustrations. This one has the illustrations. Okay. All right. Let me find another. I think there's another question. I answered Genesis. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the world tree was here. I mean, look who the first people really talk about the world tree, the sacred ball games, the hills, the mounds. You know, because a mound is a mountain. You know, you're recreating the energy of a mountain in a mound or the terrace pyramid. Like I'll say this, you don't want to be under the diagonal pyramid. It's a lock. I mean, uh, what's his name? Crowley tells you that with Awasa, you're locked in. No, America's we're on the terrace pyramid. That is the true way to be in the center of the universe. You're in the middle, you got all the directions. So go ahead. What, what was he saying? Um, <laughs> I think if there's another question. Mm. Oh yes, okay. There's something about Cain. Um, find it. Let me find it. Okay, so they said Cain was covered in hair like wool, and that's very hairy. I wonder if he had Nephilim genes and was a descendant of some kind of fallen angel gorilla hybrid. Let mm. me answer that. Well, you know that goes back to Adonaki. Oh, you say you want to answer? Go ahead. No, no, no. You no. Before before you answer that. Have you heard the theory now that Jesus was an alien picking up steam? Because I, when I watched the Prince of Darkness, they broke down. Jesus was an alien that came to warn the humans about the rise of Satan. And then literally last week, there was a reference saying they people trying to believe that Jesus wasn't it was a, a either Palladian or he was a tall one of the tall grays or whatever. Okay. And now this theory that he was an alien is starting to pick up steam. And I, I thought it was kind of interesting given, you know, they've been saying this for a while now in the movies that we just kind of missed 
for the most part. Hmm. Um, so I'm trying to add that to this part of the question, but go ahead. What, what say you? Well, to, to answer the first part of her question is, you know, that goes back to Gilgamesh. You know, Gilgamesh had the hairy beast that, you know, Gilgamesh was fucking everybody up. So they created a beast that could neutralize him. He was hair. Well, what they found out is this beast, and I forget his name, but he was going out fucking the shit out of animals and stuff. You know, Gilgamesh had to come get him. So that goes into that. Anytime, well, again, that, that energy, it's an energy, you know, uh, uh, Dr. Clark always says that it, it comes out of Africa. No, it doesn't. There is an energy there. I'm trying to trying to put it right to where everybody can understand. Okay, so there is an energy that was released in the world. They know it came from the earth, but they don't like the answer because <laughs> it's again the Kukla Khan almost. You know, they don't like that answer, and so of course they want to you know put it. That any any kind of technology they can they're saying they can't people can't do so any kind of miracle they don't want to say especially you know people of color they don't want to say that we can do any miracle so they do ancient aliens the channel so yeah I tend to lean away from that to say that that would be the reason um, but but look up look up look up um Gilgamesh you'll get the same story about Cain see we we are not Cain and Abel we're the hero twins you know. We, we are the twins that, you know, one of the twins got his head cut off and his brother grabbed a pumpkin, threw it on him and said, we still going to get these gods. Let's go. And the, the body and the fake head, uh, they whooped the gods ass. And then afterwards, he switched with the pumpkin. Hero twins. We get along. We love our brothers. Not the Cain and Abel. We hate our brother. We're the hero twins in America. Um, I have a question for you. Now, how, how well versed are you with, with the Mormons? Because now my research over the years, what I've what I've researched. So the two guys that started it, Brigham Young and who was it? I forget who his partner was. Mm -hmm. Smith, wasn't it? Right. Yes. Yes. Smith? So now, um, for those that always want to harp on Mormonism as okay, they they say black folks were what's the, what's the disparaging thing they say about black people in the Bible in their Bible that they're the cursed people or some some right. something. something like that. Okay. Right. So then if people and, and, and this is how I, OK, my research, I've been to Brigham Young. There's a pyramid on the campus. Right. Mm -hmm. So the the story goes Brigham Young and John Smith made an agreement with the high ranking society because they were studying with, with some Moors, uh, apparently. And they were going to kind of spread the knowledge through Mormonism. They make a They made a deal that said they said, look, you can keep the secrets um some something but you can't let the, the underlings know about what it is so the deal was you you tell them that black folk are the scourge of the earth or the curved people but as if they, if they find someone that's worthy of moving up in the ranks then it's revealed to them that okay no they're not bad people and the pyramid on brigham young was kind of like they're they're signing for the for that pact they signed it was that that was like the oath to the agreement have you heard anything like that at all yeah, my brother gets deep into that. And okay. I think what you have to look at is, is when they were in Ohio, they were deep in the mounds. You know, before the mounds was destroyed, you know, Smith and Young were in those mounds. And this is the thing is, whatever they found in those mounds, whatever science they found, they neutralized whatever America could do to them. Okay. You know, 
they they hold some kind of they hold something against America during the depression. The people in Utah didn't suffer. Don't you know that their food shelves you can go once a week? They feed their people. You know, they feed their people. They have the best food shelf system in the country. They take care of their people. But how how did they get a whole state and what is the technology they were able to take? Because they were in those mounds. And you know, this shysters, you know, that's why they end up killing Smith. Shysters cheaper. Right. right. But they found something that neutralizes America. What did they find that neutralized America that made that made an elite say, hands off? Mm. They did. They did hands off. Okay, you can have that because they massacred the Utes. You know, the Utes, they massacred them. You can look that up. They massacred people. You know, there were a lot of people there and they massacred them and took that area over. So what they have some technology that's old that they found in the mounds in Ohio. Yeah, my brother goes deep into that. Very deep. He's a little more versed than I am, but that's that's the little bit that I picked up from him. Okay, good to know I ain't crazy. <laughs> no, no, they absolutely have something over this country. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I think that's it for the questions. Um, I'm not going to keep you on long, but what, what, any, any, um, anything else on your mind? Anything else uh, you, you want to get off your chest or? Uh... Yeah, it's just, you know, I want to say this. And again, I, I touched on this. You know, we get on to the, about the Luciferian and the bat. And, you know, there's a, a consciousness out there that's made for us. You know, what, what, I mean, my friend MJ always says, look at the opposite. And that's what you really have to do in your spiritual system. The creepiest, like I always showed the Tibetan Book of the Dead. That's another good book. that mm-hmm. Yes, yes. This book right here will yes. prepare you for death. You got to read this. And, you know, again, use your discernment. It ain't, you got to be a Tibetan, but it tells you what to expect. Because it tells you if you come up against an unagreeable being in your consciousness, how you're going to act. Because nine out of ten times it can agree with you. And this is the same thing that comes out of the Americas. The thing they did with the Americas is they demonized our history. They demonized, I'm just going to say good gods, but and they turned all this. And so our jobs is to go back and look at this stuff, take out the crosses, take out the locks, and gain the spiritual power. They did it in Haiti, but, you know, we all have to have that aim. And it's hard with all these electronics and the distraction, we have to get the same aim. And if you want to say what's the difference between um, um, cultures or ages, that's the biggest thing. Is unity. Yeah, that's an, that's an old military tactic. Whenever you go to take over some, you got to demonize the old to bring in your uh, your new spirituality for them to, to, to worship. That's, I mean, that's almost common. That's any conquering army society does does that. So and I, and I tell people, there's a reason why they keep telling you it's so bad and so evil. Yep. And yet people are hell-bent on wanting to, 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 to debate me and say I'm crazy, I'm wrong. I'm just like, okay, you you just don't want to expand. You know, I tell people, take little bits and pieces of whatever applies to you and then make it fit for whatever works for you. But there's a reason why these people hold altars to these to these beings. Absolutely. There's a reason they're, they've been winning and, and you know, people... Well, in the Bible says in Revelations, you know, they, they're going to lose. Are they now? <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's going to be a long wait. <laughs> you know. Um, and I'm going to say this. Just I'll finish with this. So in the movie, The Ghost in the Shell, when I talk about the flat plane, the mirrors they show you, you know, the mirrors that you can exercise in, they're going to be mirrors that you can trade with. That's a little bit of the desire world. There's, there's a, a thing where you can, you and the mirror can look at each other. The mirror wants to come out here and live 
that reflection wants to come out here and live that, you want to go in that reflection world. That's what it's going to come to. That is already exists in the czar world. The book about the czars, it tells like the chick that went there and studied them. They went to Green Bay, Wisconsin. They mm. took their consciousness. And so just remember, as you get closer to source, you get small. That's why quantum. You want to get small. You know, like if you're near death, you want to get small. That should be your last thing is to get small. <laughs> okay, I found the question. Um, are there guardians in the galaxy, uh, the beings that escape the great flood? And if there are, are they good or bad? That's, I see, that's not asking really the right question. Um, you know, there was Waterworld. Remember the movie Waterworld? Kevin Costner, that's right. That's what existed, not in Costner's version, but that's what existed before, just water. You know, water, like you, you look at an atom and you look at the what covers the atom. You know, there's something, there's a field around that atom, the particle. There's a field around that covers it. So that's what water did to the world. So to say deluge, was there multiple deluges? Well, a world full of mostly water is going to be deluges. So it was several deluges. So uh, it wasn't just one. And so did he say a little alien? Read the question again. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the guardians of the galaxy, that, that those that survived the flood, are they good or, or, or bad? Well, again, that goes good. Good is one that supposedly flood. He survived some kind of, you know, thing like that. <sighs> well, there are agreeable and non-agreeable spirits. I'll say that. And there are beings that after they will come down to try to restart things. I don't know. You don't necessarily have to say they were beings that was here. That's what I'm finding. Okay, next question. Do one of y'all know about the Cheek surname and their royalty in Europe? Oh, I'd have to ask Tasha Z. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Okay. Tasha would know that. Look All up right. Tasha. Get in touch with her. I don't really know know that. No. Okay. I'm start lying. <laughs> I could talk about it, but no, I'm just bullshit. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'll pass. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, well, big bro, um, I'm not gonna hold you. Uh, okay, thank I, you. Oh, oh well, one, I guess one more. Right. Can you speak more on disagreeable things? Yes, yes. Because what will happen? Okay, remember in the, um, the movie about Christ, and the little angel was there, and the angel looked sweet and stuff. And remember, it 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 was that sweet looking angel. Remember, and he followed the sweet looking angel. Yeah. And in fact, it was a disagreeable being. Yes. And so it's not going to always be that 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 you can get fooled because the sweetest thing it's like when people they say you know boob whisper going to the light they're going to put a relative they're going to put the borgia cat that's what they're going to give you to fool you is they're going to put that kind of thought form in front of you so read the question again I, I love my thought. oh um yeah just can you speak more disagreeable things okay so what can happen is you can get into, if you, you vibrate high enough, again, what I was saying about the 72, if that's your aim, you can, you'll start seeing the people that work for them first. And if you're vibrating high enough and you can get to them, you can't let, see, a disagreeable being can be made agreeable. That's the thing. You know, like, that's why they always tell you to question in Egypt, the Sphinx, the question and stuff. What I've experienced is what we're told is disagreeable can be agreeable being, but the smiling face, the little sweet looking angel thing could be disagreeable. And you might want, you know, they, you're talking about gatekeepers because the directions, that's basically what a gatekeeper is, is they're a keeper of the directions. 
you might say, I can't go to this direction. Let's go to another direction. It could be something you can avoid. You can avoid that kind of thing. If it's truly disagreeable and your consciousness picks up on that, but don't be fooled by the smile of face. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 All right, now they want to ask more questions. God damn it. <laughs> every time. Every time. That's our people. I'm telling you. Um, all right, last two for the night. Um, these are they wants to know how do you how do you access the ability to use telepathy? Practice it every day. Sit with somebody and and like it's a great thing to do with your kids, your children, excuse me. Just put colors like crayons, hold a crayon and say, you know, don't say out loud. Practice this with your children, practice this with your spouse, you know. Like we okay, here's a great thing that we use when we drive. When we all come to a four-way stop, we're using telepathy with each other because a head nod, you know, or, or go, you know, we're 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 using our telepathy when we go to a four-way stop. Not these stupid ass roundabouts, not so much, but a four-way stop. You use your telepathy. So get with someone you know, sister, somebody that you really are vibing with, and just sit there and practice with each other. And then you know, you use it. Most women have it anyway. But yeah, I've seen that with women. I've seen a lot of older couples. They've been around each other for so long. It's just like some things they don't even speak to each other. They just right. they can just look at each other and that's it. See, people don't realize that's it. You know, like when you was a child, your mother gave you that look like I'm gonna beat your ass if you don't stop. Now, see, now most people will probably think that's not telepathy. People, I think people have in in their heads that it's just strictly speaking with your mind and not anything else. That's telepathy. <laughs> that is definitely telepathy because that's that's how we, we didn't speak. You know, this is a, a new, you know, speaking the way we speak. OK, let me let me get into this. When 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 the, when the Spanish came to America, one problem we had understanding them is the way way they breathe. They're chest breathers. <laughs> you know, we, we're chest breathers. But if you look at the Lakota language like Dakota. That is their language. The lang- they said, you know, Dakota, you could tell the difference between Obuwiji and Dakota is because Dakota is spitting on you. Sioux people are spitting on you because you're using your diaphragm. You know, we are all taught to be chest breathers. That's why we didn't really need to work out, you know, because we were your diaphragm. But we're taught to be this chest breather. <laughs> Sorry, did I answer the question? <laughs> I'm saying like, oh, word. And so, yeah, but that's, that's you know, we, we were really looking at these people like, how are these people alive? But they don't even know how to breathe. That's why you didn't have to work out. That's, the, we, you know, military exercises is a military thing. But people didn't work out. I mean, that's a new thing. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny you say that because, like, all the old, older folk, there was no fit, fitness phenomenon or anything like you had to work out to, to stay in shape. That shit didn't, they, for the most part, didn't exist, really. No. They created Title IX for them. Title IX was created to make their women look the way they look now. Hmm. We're in the third generation of Title IX. Yes. You know, Title IX made their women really look like our women. You know, the shapes and stuff. You can look at the exercises that they were doing. If you want your, your young woman to have a shape, make her play volleyball. All the exercises they do, work on that. Work on that part of your body. So, but Title IX, well, Title IX, I'm not going to get into what else Title IX helped, but but it helped them. The shapely women you see today, when my, when I was a senior in high school, the average European girl might have had big boobs, but she was flat. She didn't have no hips. She was flat. And now look at the difference. And it's not mixing. I'm saying just, just European all the way. Mm-hmm. You've got the grandmother from the 70s that started working out, 
you know, doing these kind of exercises. She passed it to the mother. Now you're down to the third generation. So you've got a person that they created. I mean, the Title IX created the way people look today. No doubt. I remember back in the 80s, even the late 70s, the German women during the Olympics, I mean, they were buff as shit. And you, they were, and they, you know, the American women are all small and dainty, and everybody's like, "What the fuck are they doing to European women? What are they doing to women?" And you know, the, I remember, yeah, the Olgas and the Helgas. Oh yeah, fucking shit. And you never seen a woman like built like that before. I mean, I remember old movie, old Viking movies. They had Viking women kind of built like the men to a certain extent. That was just in the movies. You right. never, I never seen a woman like that, and you know, big fucking quads and. Not in America. Yeah, being arms and traps and shit. No. <laughs> Let's so, be honest. You know, we, we're talking about a woman from the 60s and 70s. A European woman was a woman about 5'2", pudgy, no shape. Yeah. And that's just, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to pick on people, but that was what you were seeing. And B, look at, look up Andy Griffin and look up Ann B. That's yeah. what you had until the 70s. Until night or time, title nine, you had Ann B. That's what women look like. <laughs> Oh, you did that. Bridget, Bridget Bardot wasn't from America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, well, shit. Uh, before I let you get up out of here, any last words of encouragement? Any, anything that that uh, that people can take away from? Or I mean, they should have taken away a lot tonight. And I once again, I do thank you for giving me your time, brother. I will make it a point to bring you back more and more often. Well, whenever it works. But you, you are the most patient person because I can't get through movies. I, I don't like stupid. And it's like so many minutes of stupid, like the Joker. I done turned the Joker off five, six times. I can't watch Really? That. I can't watch that shit. It's just too slow. I try to get the point, but that shit is like the Terminator. Um, 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 bad, now, Bad Boys, what I meant on Bad Boys is uh, how would you take blows to the stomach? Now, Martin was obviously out. Get into that. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, talk about it. Yes, yes, go. Smith gets shot in the stomach. <laughs> now, if you ever broke a rib, and I know my military, Nick, probably, if you ever broke a rib, let me tell you, a year later, when my children would hit me on that side, a year later, just breaking a rib. So you're getting shot, and you can get punched in the stomach and fall out a window? Come on, now. <laughs> Not six months. That ain't happening. You ain't taking it. You know, you get hit in the stomach like that, you like, time out, call the ambulance. Yeah, you're going to, yeah. You're, you're going to be bleeding. I mean, you just, your stomach is just not. So that was, it was a good shoot 'em up Good shoot 'em up I'll say that. The story... Yeah, I saw like what you said. I was like, "Oh, that's his son." I I, I saw that kind of coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was just more taken aback by Martin's appearance. I, I you know, it's like I said, he's an amateur boxer, and it, it's nothing for him to hire a trainer to, to get back in the shape. But he just looked. I just I I just immediately thought Bernie Mac and his final yeah. days with sarcoidosis. Man, I was like, "Oh no, this this is not a good look." Yeah, like, why did they even do the run scene to make him look so bad? Because you didn't really notice that. All right. Yeah. How bad he looked. I was like, why did they? He like took a couple steps that way. He didn't try to run. He went in that direction. Like, <laughs> but I looked at him like, whoa, they, man, they hit that most of me. Like Will said is they can do scenes now and put somebody else's face yeah. on that yeah. scene. And, you know, it goes through. Yeah. And, and, and I'll finish like this, like looking at 5G, they show a commercial that you can, the fireman can look at wireframe, you know, wireframe. You know, you don't know anything about CAD is wireframe and it exists already. <laughs> Remember the movie uh, Head of State when they look to see where Will is? He's in that's mm -hmm. wireframe. They're telling you they had that shit then. So why are you saying that 5G that you can't do yet, but that shit exists? So I'll end with that. So you see that commercial, that shit exists. Don't they're lying. Um, 
5G is not going to fry us. It's not good for us, but it's going to be, it's not going to be for everybody. First of all, you got to get the phones. You telling me Boost Mobile phones are going to have 5G? Them $100 phones going to have 5G? No. It's, so every, it's going to be exclusive thing. Right. Very right. exclusive. So all this. Why now they're giving you the option to buy a 5G phone or not. Yeah. And so you ain't going to benefit. You ain't yeah. going to be, you ain't, it ain't going to hurt you. You not using it. You've got to put that. But the bad thing about it is if you put it in your house, it's going to be everywhere in your house to put, boost that signal. You're going to have one on the outside and one on the inside. I mean, it, it doesn't appear because I watch this system. I watch this system at, at, at uh, and this is the difference. I'll tell you, it's this quick. And I'm sorry, I'm going on. Um, I watched them practice it because, you know, they had it here for the Final Four. Mm-hmm. And I went down. They had it for the Super Bowl. The first 5G thing was at the Super Bowl when the Eagles played. They made the first part. I think they were recording in 5G. They had all the uh, servers there and everyone right. logging in. Yes. That yeah. was the first time. Well, yes. they did it for the Final Four. They showed it. And one dude, what was it? To, to download one movie compared to 5G in the same time and say it was three minutes, it was like 500 movies downloaded compared to the one that, you know, 4G does. So so everybody ain't going to have 5G. Remember that, everybody. So don't be fearful about it because if you don't want 5G, keep this stuff right here. It's just well, here's part of the problem because people keep sending me the same video. The one guy, he's a, a, a line worker. He works on the lines. He said he the, five day, the 5G uh, towers... Yeah, he's a, he puts up the insulation towers. He made a video. It's like 20 minutes long. He was like, yo, um, you know, some of my corps have gotten sick from getting close to the power line. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a 5G power line for you to, you can't be running that shit like that anyway. Of course, you're going to, you're going to fuck around and end up with cancer at some point or burn your skin. And, and, and so people keep sending this one particular video. And I'm just like, look, they're going to put the shit up. Someplace it's, it's here. It's here. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's just they're gonna roll it out eventually. You can send me all the footage of city council saying no five G. It's coming. You can't stop it. Just it's here in Minneapolis. It's, it's already there. Yeah. You know, certain cities are already testing this shit. So they already put on the phones with five G options. It's not. Yeah, it's not everywhere all at once. But in another five, four, five years, it's gonna be a standard thing. Yeah, but but remember, right now, Boost Mobile or T Mobile, whatever, y'all ain't gonna. That ain't five G. Y'all ain't gotta worry about it. If that's the kind of phone you buy, you know, that ain't gonna. You ain't gotta worry about it because you ain't gonna have, like you said, maybe in five years they selling five G phones then, but not now. Five G phone gonna cost you about a grand. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You pay so much a month, of course, but because it's it's an expensive technology. Um, let me say this: is you yeah. got um comedy oh my son i gotta shoot you my son's link my son does straight comics okay my 21 year old so i gotta get you and him together because he breaks down he reads the magnus the magazines is that what they call it the okay. he reads both he watches the cartoons dr stone i love dr stone nice. I love dr stone i don't know if you watch that one or not yeah, yeah 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 fire force do you watch fire force uh no i have not okay what about one punch man oh my god listen that shit he's so overpowered it's I was into it at first. I'm just like this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he's the roadrunner. You know, he's the roadrunner. If you think about the roadrunner, no matter what Coyote did, he he's ahead of it. So yeah. that's why I like. It. I was like, oh, this is the roadrunner again. Because I did you pull for the Coyote and the roadrunner? I did. I was hoping. Yeah, I hope the roadrunner. Yeah. You can't get caught. You can get always get away. That's why I love the roadrunner. That's why I like him. It's like fuck him. I can beat through this shit. So spiritually, that's what we could do. Well, thank you, brother. 
you know, again, you know, um, um, love to the family, you know, um, and everything. Uh, pay attention out there. You know, they're trying to scare y'all saying it's there and stuff. But I would say, yeah. oh, don't touch your tell, teach your children. Don't touch their faces at school or out the home. Everybody don't touch your face once you go out your house. That's hard. Yeah, but that's like me, I go in my daughter's school, my eyes, you know, because it gets cold here and my eyes start watering. But that's how you can get any kind of thing is don't touch your face, you know, other than when you eat. Wash your hands. It doesn't matter the water, but wash your hands almost like 20, 30 seconds. You know, it really takes that long to wash your hands. So, you know, you do those kind of things, your risk is greater. So thank you, brother. And uh, till we meet again. This is yes, sir. Yes, sir. Illegal. <laughs> All right, everybody. That was my spiritual big brother, um, Eightwind eight Eagle. I call him Time Lord because those that follow me long enough, you know, back in the day, it would be me, Time Lord, and Darkman X. I will be. I will reach out to Darkman X. I will get him back uh, on here as well too. So, uh, the, these are the guys that I started out with, as far as um, collabs and, and, and things of that nature. Those, those are my. Those are my guys. So I'm gonna bring back the trifecta at some point. So just gotta bear with me. Um, hopefully you guys took some away from it. Um, even if you disagree, you know, um, still, I, I hope you took away something for it. So I think everybody that, that joined in uh, tonight. Um, so I'm going to try and do this a more regular thing. I haven't forgot about Ryan. Still got to get Ryan back on here. So Ryan, uh, Time Lord, Darkman X. I got to get my man Form Runner uh, so we can do health and nutrition. Uh, He's been, he been avoiding me. Don't, he, he be avoiding me. I don't know what. <laughs> So I'm I'm making it happen. Just bear with me. Um, change is coming. It's just it takes a little bit of time. And plus, I work all the fucking time and, and all that good stuff. So uh, once again, I'm gonna let you guys get out of here. Go enjoy the rest of your weekend. Uh, thank you all, Jesse Lynn. Thank you for the cash app, hun. Uh, Genesis, I see you, Mama. I see you, MJ Givens. Iron Fives in the house. Gene, thank you, thank you. Hidden gifts. Um, see over. Did uh, I get everybody? American Indian. Uh, dead block, D block boy, D block boy, gotcha, gotcha. Paris James, Lou, uh, Mojo, wait, Mojo, Ryan, is that you? <laughs> Ryan, is Mojo 88, is that you? <laughs> Neville Films, what's happening? Flossie, hey, keep it techie, I, yeah, I got you, brother, I got you, I got you. So, with that being said, I wish everybody. Love and light. Y'all have a good yes. Yes, indeed. Y'all have a good night. Peace.